This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We just talked about the power of a microgrid to create self-sufficiency. Now we're going to talk about another effort to create a self-sustaining green community on the south side, this time in West Woodlawn, where one group is tackling sustainability efforts and working to build community wealth through career development and expanding affordable housing, because how can you do one without the other? Naomi Davis is the founder and president of Big Blacks in Green. Welcome back. So happy to be here. So for people who aren't familiar, talk more about your work. Yeah, well, Blacks in Green, been around since 2007. We're the authors of the Sustainable Square Mile, which is how you implement the eight principles of green village building. Mm -hmm. And that is basically, those of us of a certain age remember when the black community could walk to work, walk to shop, walk to learn, and walk to play. And how do you reinvent that kind of neighborhood, which has gone extinct in my lifetime here in the age of climate crisis? So that's yeah. what we do. So as we talk about and think about green development, why is affordable housing an important piece to consider? Well, well you know, we talked a little bit earlier about the disparities in health and wealth. Uh, the average black household has one-tenth the wealth of their uh, white crosstown cousin. And so, therefore, we have got to have housing of quality that is priced for our purse. And we're so excited that Black Green has been, uh, for the last four or five years, working on an award-winning Michael Sorkin design for affordable housing that we're planning on infilling in our home community of West Woodlawn. This is um, uber, uber, uber green. This Mm -hmm. means that we are producing our own energy on the footprint. Uh, We are cleaning our own water. We are growing our own food. We're recycling our own waste. It is the urban homestead reinvented. Yeah, so you are in the beginning stages then of, of, of thinking about building a microgrid of your own. Absolutely. We're a little over two years into the process of designing Um, a plan for implementation for a clean energy microgrid. And that means it's clean energy, it's renewable energy, it's affordable, it's flexible. How do you introduce a grid into a neighborhood, especially in our neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. which are typically uh, deferred maintenance on our homes? We can't even properly uptake the programs that are available that our Uh, ratepayer or customer dollars are funding to the utilities because in solar you got to have a good roof and uh, any of these energy technologies you got to have a tight envelope meaning your house can't be leaking not the air ducts not the tuck pointing all of the things that uh, are a factor of deferred maintenance, so uh, typical to our communities. So how do you introduce a microgrid, the independence, the sovereignty? Our second principle of green village building goes like this. Each village produces and stores its own energy for light, heat, and transportation, and owns its means of production. Mm. That was written way back towards 2000 of this year. And so we've been talking the talk, and now we're walking the walk slowly. It's an expensive venture, as you might imagine. It's something that you can only do with a lot of good friends, including technical allies. How Um, are you funding it? 
well, uh, why don't we just ask our utilities about that? Why don't we just ask the Illinois Commerce Commission about that? Why don't we just ask philanthropy and industry about that? Right now, we're, uh, we're raising money, and we're looking at all of those sources to come and chip in, because guess what? Black communities are historically, from the beginning of the utility industry over 100 years ago, overburdened yeah. with the, as we've been discussing today, the ill effects of, of, of the uh, energy uh, systems. Yeah. Um, how are we going to restore? We talk about restorative justice. How are we going to restore uh, the, the harm, uh, the wrongs, the intentional mm -hmm. um, discrimination? Uh, we're going to do that with this word that everybody loves, equity. Yeah. Okay, but what is equity? It is more money back to that community that's been harmed, first money back to that community that's been harmed, more frequent money back to that community that's been harmed, and it is a line item and many zeros. Yeah. Let's be real. I want to rifle through some other things that you're, you're, you're doing here. First, tell us about the Green Living Room and your programming. Oh my God, the Green Living Room. We are blessed to have a beautiful headquarters, which is not only the office space for our growing staff, um, opened as a coffee house, closed six months later after rip-roaring success due to COVID, mm -hmm. and um, being reinvented now as a neighborhood membership clubhouse. Uh, we have all kinds of programming that happens there, but we are, we, we're calling it the green hub in the hood. We've been calling it that since before it existed. Why? Because our seventh principle of green village building says each village fosters lifelong learning through hubs, which are epicenters for green training, development, and lifestyle transformation. Yeah. So we've got a workforce development program uh, that we've run there for solar installation. We're coming back next year with what we call our program Set for Life, which is uh, us training an army of energy auditors. Yes. Very, very important frontline work that will be happening. And uh, the, the training sessions will, uh, will begin in the spring. Uh, so we also have a great migration guest house because we're building economies in tourism. Yeah. We're just down the road from the Obama Presidential Center. But we're also, as West Woodlawn, one of Chicago's first black middle class neighborhoods. The great migration comers came, they settled, they made Chicago a great city. And we're understanding that the Department of Planning and Development has, um, has really caught hold of this idea yeah. of black tourism as a real um, important um, part of the Chicago story, but also this billion, multi-billion dollar tourism industry uh, can't really fulfill itself without uh, letting that black story up and shine. You know, we're the owners of the Emmett and Mamie Till Mobley House. Uh, which is located at 6427 South St. Lawrence. Yeah. And so uh, heritage programming, which is currently happening at the Green Living Room, and the Great Migration Guest House is yeah. a place where people can come and stay. It's on Airbnb, but you can book oh, it through great. us as well. So that's the kind of activity that's happening at yeah. the Green Living Room. I want to give you a question from our audience. Mike wants to know, what are some of the ways that you inspire 
and involve kids and young adults in sustainability actions and this fight for environmental justice? You know, that is just at the heart, at the heart of it all for us. And not one of the areas that we've been able to really plumb the way that we've wanted to. We're surrounded on all sides by three elementary schools, Fisk, uh, Dulles, and uh, Emmett Till. Um, we have had a, a very challenging time building relationships with our elementary schools, but uh, I think thanks to our new partnership with Argonne Labs, where we're going to be going in, mm -hmm. uh, and especially with our junior high school students, 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, really creating uh, young scientists oh, there. Uh, the idea that we're going to be tracking and monitoring climate impacts at the community level is one thing. Another thing that we're looking forward to launching with the Chicago Park District next year is the DuSable Wilderness Weekend, getting families out into the 400-acre Washington Park for uh, Lovely. archery and orienteering and fishing and boating and all of the things that Jean-Baptiste Pont-du-Sable, the founder of the city, would have had to do as part of his daily Man, lifestyle. you've got so much going on. You also have a rooftop garden. We're going to talk more about this in the next hour, but you're, you're connected to this building that we're in. You're Omni-certified. Yes, which we is super are. Cool. Well, leave us with this. I've got just about a minute left, Naomi. Mm -hmm. Sustainability in some ways, it's, it's, it's an overused word at oh. this point. What do you want people to think about and envision when we use that word and that concept? We want you to think about a black community uh, that is self-sustaining. Our vision is self-sustaining black communities everywhere. And what is it that's going to make that possible? That walk to work, walk to shop, walk to learn, walk to play village where African Americans own the businesses, own the land, and live the conservation lifestyle. So we are, uh, I am the proud granddaughter of Mississippi sharecroppers. People know my story. And we understand environmentalists uh, environmentalism in our heritage journey. We understand the conservation lifestyle, so we want people to understand uh, we are going backwards to go forward. Yeah. We're going back into our heritage, backyard gardening. Uh, what does it mean to be self-sustaining? No retail bleed. How can we manufacture and uh, sell the things that we need yeah. in our communities on the daily? Naomi Davis is founder and president of Blacks in Green. Thank you so much for your time, Naomi.